Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today is special. It's a Patreon preview day, a bonus episode. This is usually the sort of thing that would only be on Patreon. It's a Star Wars book review. The High Republic just released the first book of Phase 2, and I figured what better time to give the listeners a preview of what I've got going on over on, on Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash corobloom, C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M. Uh, the content you're about to hear here is the exactly the kind of thing you can expect over there, along with all sorts of comic book pull lists, uh, movie reviews if I'm not reviewing it on the main show. Uh, if I go see a movie in theater, I'm probably going to review it on the Patreon. Uh, and all that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. And it's also greatly appreciated. So uh, I can't wait for you to listen to this review of The High Republic. And I hope that at the end of it, you decide you'll head to patreon.com slash Bloom and throw your boy three bucks a month. Just three. Uh, it'll be greatly appreciated. Support your creators. It's... It's hard out here, but it's a great joy. I fucking love doing this shit, so I hope you're ready, because it's time for the High Republic Path of Deceit. Alright, the High Republic is back, baby. It's phase two, and they kicked it off with a goddamn banger. Path of Deceit was immaculate. Written by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland. And Justina Ireland, obviously, one who we've had a great deal of, uh, of fun with over the course of, uh, over the course of the High Republic as she's, uh, she's lended her pen to a couple of her favorite, high, favorite High Republic entries, you know, like Out of the Shadows, for example. And she, she took another dip into the, the YA side of things here, the young adult side of things. With Path of Deceit. I'm going to start spoiler free. As as I tend to do. I'm going to start spoiler free. Because you know I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to shun anybody. You know anybody who's thinking about getting it. Who doesn't want this shit spoiled for them. I want them to know what they're getting into. And I want them to be prepared. Uh, and then for those who have already read it. Um, I'm going to get into the spoilers. And we gonna get, we're going to get into it. But uh. Let's start spoiler free. I really, really, really enjoyed this book. And I mean on a level that uh, a few High Republic novels have gotten me. I think this is potentially my favorite on the young adult side of things. Um, the only one that gives it a run for its money for me is Into the Dark. Into the Dark was too damn good, but I love the crew of the vessel. And that usually, that's the reason I, I hearken back to that. I love Orla Gerani. I love all those characters. So, but uh, I have... Absolutely love the High Republic, and this was just another fantastic entry. Let me tell you, I didn't read The Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, or The Fallen Star until well after all three were released. You know, uh, it took me a while to get into the High Republic, but once I did, I was fucking hooked. And now I hate that I don't have the next novel to just jump right into because that's exactly how I've approached the High Republic thus far. I gotta wait with the rest of you. And I'm, uh, I'm pressed, I'm pressed to say the least, because we leave this book in quite the place. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, this book, it's, 
it's really good, and it, it follows a, a a key set of characters. You know, uh, we got obviously we got Jedi involved. It's the High Republic. We got some Jedi involved. We've got the Padawan Kev Mozink and uh, his his master Zalamakri, and uh, they're a, a fucking great master and apprentice duo. I love these two, and uh, they balance each other out so effectively. You know, it reminded me a lot of a. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Obi-Wan Anakin type shit with the serious master who goes by the book and the, the Padawan who is, you know, he's, he's fine on his way a little bit, but he's, uh, he's, he's fun loving. And maybe, uh, maybe I should hearken back a little bit more to Padawan by Kirsten White, you know, maybe it's a little bit more Qui-Gon Obi-Wan there. Uh, I think that, that might be a little bit better of a, of a comparison where, uh, the Padawan's getting up to some shit. He's a fun loving kid. He's such a great, he's such a great little dude. He's such a great little dude. And his, his master is the perfect master for him. You know, they balance each other out so perfectly. And, uh, just a great duo. But what they embark upon is a mission to a planet called Dalna. Dalna, I should say. It's, uh, on the frontier, the outer rim. And as we know later on in the, in phase one of the High Republic, the, the frontier is not taken incredibly kindly to the, the Republic's, uh, I won't say intrusion, but some of them feel as though it's an intrusion. Uh, and they're kind of reaching out, trying to make, make friends in the Outer Rim. But an investigation has led them to Donna, a, a stolen Force artifact. And the uh, that which they think could be in connection with it is uh, a missionary group called The Path. The Path of the Open Hand. And this was instantly a very intriguing idea. I loved the path of the open hand. Um, the idea of them, the, uh, you know, it's, it's giving, it's all about giving, uh, giving with no interest in what you might get back. And I think that's such a great idea for those who have interest in the force and those who believe in the force. And that's, I mean, it's basically what's at the core of the Jedi, uh, but they go about their things way, way, way differently. The path of the open hand is not open to force sensitives necessarily. There's a, I mean, not that they're not open to force sensitives, but uh, they are not cool with the idea of quote unquote abusing the force. And by that, I mean using it in any capacity as a tool. Uh, the way a Jedi might reach out to make some flowers float, you know, they're not they're not down for that. That's that's an abuse of the force. And I think. Uh, you know, it's an interesting outlook. I appreciate the different the different perspectives and stuff, but uh, I think on more than one of ca- one occasion we've seen how the Jedi are uh, they can be quite helpful in their use of the Force. Um, but it, within the path of the Open Hand, we have a true believer in this cause, uh, a, a young a young lady named Marta. Marta, she's a uh, she's a real one. I like her a lot. You know, she's a she's fully for the path. She she loves this shit. Uh, she's fully devoted to it, and uh, she's fully devoted to the leader of the path, uh, a, a character, a mysterious character dubbed the Mother. And again, instantly a character. Uh, just what a way to open up Phase Two with a slate of characters I'm already so intrigued by. Uh, and the Mother specifically was one that made me go, "Oh, what's going on here?" Uh, she's a uh, some sort of prophet-like entity to the uh, to the path of the open hand. They think uh, 
she sees visions and can guide them in the way that they need to be heading. And, uh, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting. But, uh, Marta's cousin is another large, large character in this book, a, a girl named Yana, a woman named Yana, uh, and she's a badass. I fuck with Yana big time. She might be my favorite character from this book. Uh, all I know is that if if you're dive, if you're diving into this book, what I love about the YA novels and what I specifically love about this novel is compared to some of the uh, High Republic novels, it's much more narrow in scope. We're not jumping around between POV a lot. It's not like we're dealing with seven or eight different characters that we've got to know what's going on with them. We're dealing with two primary characters, those being Kev Mozink and Marta, and... Uh, Everything branches from them. Everything is is as it pertains to what's going on with them and the way their stories intersect. And uh, it gives you a chance to just sit with these characters a lot more, be inside their minds, and uh, get to know them a lot better and come to love them in a much shorter time. Because I tell you, by the end of this book, I'm loving these characters. It's some of my uh, some of my favorite character work in the High Republic so far. You know, I love I love. Marta and Yana. Those were a couple of my favorites. And Kevmo was one of my favorite Padawans so far. You know, I think that, like, uh, prior to this, Bel Zedifar is probably still remains my favorite Padawan of the High Republic era. But I would say second before Kevmo's ink here was Wreath Silas. And I think Kevmo's taking a nice little leap. Taking a nice little leap up above that. Uh, just very quickly got me enamored with, with, uh, with these characters. And, you know, that's, that's what this shit is all about. When it's coming to storytelling, I'm not here necessarily, I mean, I'm always down for the big galaxy-implicating large mythos of Star Wars, but I like the character work. I want to see them develop. I want to see them find their way. I want to see them find their path. You know, I think that's the most exciting the most exciting thing about Star Wars and uh, the connections they make along the way, and that's another thing that I think the High Republic has not shied away from, is the connections characters make you know they they especially with those phase one you know i remember bell and loden's relationship there was there was a love there there was an attachment you know and they haven't shied away from attachments and i'd say that kevmo and zala they have not as not necessarily the same relationship i think bell and loden might be my favorite padawan and apprentice duo of all time but uh they they have a damn good one you know they have a very very loving and uh kind relationship exactly what a master and padawan should be and they uh they put it to the page so effectively but uh yeah the uh the big thing for me here is that i find myself more excited about the high republic than i have been anything else star wars in a while um don't get me wrong Everything Star Wars I'm going to be excited for. Andor just came around. You know I was ready for it. You know I was excited. I even did some pre-reading for that. I did all the shit there. I uh, I have not been this excited for new Star Wars. I don't think since maybe The Mandalorian Season 2. I think that's probably the last time I was this excited about Star Wars. Uh, and if you tell me two years ago that 
the my most anticipated aspect of Star Wars is going to be a book about an era that has not even begun. Uh, an era that has not been explored in the slightest canonically. I would have been like, what the fuck? But I'm left here with such a deep attachment to this era. There's something so light and lovely about it. And it's so fucking crazy that I say that because the spirit of the High Republic is for light and life. It is so... There's something so uplifting about it, but the books have a tendency to be the most heartbreaking shit I've ever read in my life. Um, Because of its ability to make me attached to these characters, because of its ability to make me just connect with the with the story and with this era and with with everyone they're putting within it so uh all i can say about this book as as far as spoiler free is that i'm left uber satisfied just so overwhelmingly satisfied and in fact i think i might go ahead and throw it on my ranking list here prior to uh to getting into the spoiler stuff just so all you who uh don't want to don't want to hear the spoilers those who haven't read it just know where I'm sitting with this, how I'm feeling about it. Um, man, it's it's up there. It's up there. Let me uh, let me go ahead and place this for us. I think I got a few books that I've read recently that I haven't cataloged, so I'm gonna have to go ahead and punch those in. I got Catalyst. I got to punch in Rebel Rising. Ooh, there's some. Some good books here. <laughs> I've read a couple novelizations recently. The Phantom Menace, Rogue One. But I don't think I'll necessarily put them on this ranking. Um, Alright. Alright. Man, and this book just reminded me how much I fucking love The High Republic. Like, I've only, I've read the books within the last two months. And I'm still like... Or like, not last two months, but last four months or so. And I'm still left just mouth agape at how much this just grabbed me right back in. Just pulled me right back into the thick of it. Um, Let's see. All right. I think I've got it. Moving stuff around just based on how I'm feeling today. All right. So this this is climbing high. Here's the thing for me. I love Star Wars novels. I don't know that there's an aspect of Star Wars on screen or anything that I like more than reading these books. So I'm going to go ahead and lay this lay this list for you. And you just you just roll with me. All right. So at number 1, I got Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. You know, I mentioned that uh Loden Great Storm and Bells at a Far might be my favorite Master and Apprentice duo of all time. I don't know if they quite stack up to Qui-Gon Obi-Wan for me. I love Qui-Gon Obi-Wan. Those are top two, though. I have no doubts. Uh, At number two, I got Bloodline, again by Claudia Gray. I love me some Claudia Gray, and I think you will find that to be consistently true as I continue this ranking. Bloodline, just an all-time book. Uh, I fucking love it. At number three, Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, by who? That's right, Claudia Gray. So all all three of my top three. By Claudia Gray. Fucking love Claudia Gray. Uh, number four, 
I'm going to go ahead and surprise you here, and I'm going to go The Fallen Star. By who? That's right. Claudia Gray. Um, this, just, the High Republic's nuts, dude. I, that being the conclusion of Phase 1 as far as the uh, adult novels were concerned, I loved it so much. I, I reviewed it here on the Patreon. Go check that out. But, uh, yeah, Claudia Gray, again, fucking it up. So all four of my top four, Claudia Gray. Uh, at number five, I got Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. Again, The High Republic, can't go wrong. At number six, Rising Storm by Kevin Scott. Again, The High Republic, can't go wrong. And at number seven is where I have decided. Path of Deceit is going to lie by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland, making it the second highest of the young adult novels on my list. I believe Leia, Princess of Alderaan, was classified as a young adult novel, uh... This book was special, man. This book was special. At eight, I got Brotherhood by Mike Chen. At uh, number nine, I got Rebel Rising by Beth Revis. Uh, at number 10, I got Catalyst by James Luceno. At number 11, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. At number 12, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. At number 13, The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis. At number 14, Out of the Shadows by Justina Ireland. At number 15, Queen Shadow by E.K. Johnston. At number 16, I don't know, 16 or 17, Padawan by Kirsten White. Then I got Ronin, Queen's Peril, Dooku Jedi Lost, and Ahsoka. I need to throw Midnight Horizon on this as well. I'm uh, coming coming very close to finishing that. I was trying to finish it before this book, and I didn't, uh, but that's, that's all right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish that, and I'll get into it. But with that out of the way... It's time for the spoiler, spoiler zone. It's spoiler time. Uh, spoilers coming now. So if you have not read Star Wars The High Republic, Path of Deceit by Tessa Grattan and Justina Ireland, and you do not want that shit spoiled, go ahead and leave. Find your way to the door. Much love for you. But you don't want to hear this. Fuck, 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 fuckity, fuck, fuck. Um, my heart, it's been torn asunder. You know, uh, earlier today when I finished uh, chapter eight, I think I took to Twitter and was like, man, this, this book continues the spirit of the High Republic so, so effectively. I love this era so much. And little did I know that it would become more true than I could have possibly imagined because I am yet again left with my heart just destroyed. My soul is rot. It's not it's not looking good for me. Um with all that said, I absolutely fucking loved this book. Um these characters here's my thing. A Marta and Yana being Martaro and Yanaro, I specifically left that out of the spoiler spoiler free section because I thought it was a really cool revelation as I was reading the book like oh shit these are somehow the uh the ancestors of Markion Ro and uh very very early on you know you start to get a feel for like the path of the open hand you got Marta and 
Yana Rowe, and it's like, okay, so how does this evolve into what we know becomes the Nile? And it's so interesting because the Nile, obviously that word is, that name for the group is derived from Nihilist, the belief in absolutely nothing. Here we have the path of the open hand, very devout religious belief. You know, it's it's very, very straightforward, full-blown believers, you know. Uh, and very quickly upon meeting the mother and uh, learning that she has a specific sect of her following that she has dubbed her children and that she has a herald. I'm sorry, but when all these things are combined and you call your title is the mother, I'm going to have to call a cult, you know? Um, I just have very little doubt that what I'm dealing with here is in some way, shape, or form culty. I don't think there's any way around it. Uh, you call a specific part of your following the children. That's, uh, that's just never, it's just never a great sign. It's just never a great sign. So all the whole time I'm racking my brain about how this eventually evolves into what we come to know as the Nile. This whole time the mother is nursing this egg, this orb, glowing orb that we don't know is an egg for a while. We eventually learn it's an egg. But uh, And I'm just like, you know, we got Kor who, oh my god, just... I didn't even mention core, bro. The thing about this book is the relationships it forms. You know, I, I emphasize the master and apprentice. I, me- I emphasize the, the cousin relationship between Marta and Yana. Uh, but the romantic attachments in this book, man. Yana and core, uh, Kevmo and Marta. Those, those are the heart of this book. That is what makes this book reach into your chest and rip your fucking heart out. Uh, because, you know, I'm reading this book and I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, if one of these, if one of these cousins is the ancestor of Marquion Rowe, your natural inclination over the course of the book is that it's, it's Yana somehow, you know, she's very like, screw the force. I don't like, I just do what I need to do. She's like, I'll kill a motherfucker if I need to talking about trees and shit. Um, but to flip that on its head. And to show us someone who was so devout and was so run amok and led astray in Marta and her devotion to the mother and her devotion to this religion and for for it to be the cause of the boy she loves is death. It makes perfect sense for her to become the first step into what becomes the Nile. Um, and I fucking love that sort of fallen angel thing. This is already so fucking cool. And it's not even like full blown fallen angel yet. You know, like, uh, she's, she's got this spirit about her where she is so, she's so kind. I loved Marta. She deserved so much better than she had throughout the beginning of this book. Um, she, the insecurity she had and the way she handled it and the way she channeled it into doing good for the littles and, uh, you know, being there for them and 
ultimately all that amounting to her being able to go, you know what? Ain't shit gonna scare me anymore. I can't let that happen. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prevent the pain I felt at the hands of the force for everyone else. Uh, and ultimately that, that image evolves. And, you know, the Nile are obviously far different than what the path is even starting to represent here. You know, I think, uh, she's not necessarily Nihil-esque. You know, she still is speaking of how she is going to, you know, prevent the, the death and the, the, the suffering at the hands of the Force. She's going to make sure the Force is free. She's still all about that at the end of this book. And uh, it'll be interesting if she is the direct line in which eventually produces Mark Yonroe. Because uh, she was just such a cool fucking character. And the fact that the mother was nursing the leveler the whole goddamn time. You know, there was something off about it. Core kept bringing it up. There's some. She had the the intense acrobatic ability. She was highly in tune with the way things feel. She was a little force sensitive. Uh, she knew something was off. It struck fear in her. And when Yana, like when Yana, had to hold Core as she was dying, bro, I'm crying. I'm crying. You know, and then when Marta has to hold Kevmo as he's dying, I'm crying. Whenever fucking uh, Zala dies, I'm crying. The fact that this book killed everyone. You know, I'm expecting, a like, I'm thinking maybe Yana dies. I'm thinking maybe just Zala dies. Nah, nah. Uh, we're going to kill both the cousins' love interests in Kevmo and in Kor. And we're also going to kill the Padawan's master. He has to be there to witness that. Uh, here's the thing about this era. Is there... It's crazy because Star Wars is notoriously heart-wrenching for familial ties. Uh, you know, Anakin's descent into darkness. Padme having to witness that. Obi-Wan having to witness that. That's all... That is all heartbreaking. Uh... But most deaths at that at that level are something of a triumph in in the movies. You know, uh, Luke's death in the Last Jedi. I, I say that's I say that's something of a triumph, a, a rebirth of the of the Resistance. Uh, Leia's death, bringing Ben back into the light. Uh, uh, shit, Vader's death, redeeming himself. Obi Wan's death, uh, protecting Luke and Leia on his way out. The only one. The only death in the movies, in the Skywalker saga, as far as Jedi are concerned, that makes me go, oh, well, that's it's bloody fucking senseless, is, uh, is Qui-Gon Jinn, you know. But even he didn't die without hope. The thing about the High Republic that's so heart-wrenching is these characters who are all about giving hope to the galaxy, that are all about trying to help wherever they can with Loden. And uh, spoilers for all of the High Republic. If you're just jumping in for The Path of Deceit and you haven't read the others, uh, this is I'm about to spoil a lot of the High Republic, so go ahead and get the fuck out of here. Um, Loden, Orla, um, Jorah Mali, 
so many characters die without hope and in great fear. That's, you know, like Qui-Gon died, at least he was like, Obi-Wan promised me he'll train the boy. At least he had a fight. These dudes, these chicks, anyone who's dying in the High Republic at the hands of the leveler is going through absolute hell when they die. And that makes it hurt so fucking bag, bag, bad. I'm sorry, my mind went to Buriaga, and I was just like, is he okay? Is he alright? So I ended up blending bad and Buriaga and bag and just came out. Um, And the fact that most of the time the the Padawans of these these masters have to witness these things. Nibiseek, Nibiseek. Not Nibiseek, bro. I just hate that, like, I was like, not again. Not again, bro. When this little motherfucker grew his little legs and he hatched on out of his egg and he went towards Zala and he, she started calcifying and shit, I was, I was just sitting there like, no, 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 no. The shit hurts. I am in, I'm in pain, physical and emotional pain. That's that's what the High Republic brings you. And you know what? I'll take it ten times out of fucking ten if I can keep reading these goddamn books. They are... It's such a great era. There's something so fucking special about it. Um, it's this... It's the fact that th- that is the the fucking thing we're facing is this desperation this complete and utter hopelessness this intense fear because that's what it is fear it's what it's always brought around to be with the leveler and they still have the courage to face that down to fight it and to find hope in the face of it that's the thing that always always gets me uh the thing about this book and i still love it regardless we're left with little to no hope you know uh yana is like uh oh no what did i get myself into marta's like well i just painted the three lines down the middle of my face a little little nihilesque so she's clearly she's now smiling with her teeth um her frightening her frightening teeth apparently um Bro, the way Kevmo and her were just... The way Kevmo saw the beauty. I... I loved their relationship, man. It was so cute. It was so lovey-dovey. It was so first first love sort of feel, you know. Whenever they run into each other at the marketplace and he does... He, he shows off. He floats the flowers for her and shows her everything, like... She was so cute, and the way she was so enticed, the way they challenged each other's beliefs, the way they made they made each other reevaluate what they thought. That's the shit that just that just hits, you know. Uh, and they both did it. They both made each other think about what they wanted and who they were. And uh, there's a point in the book where you know he's he's sitting there like a 
talking through this about how he wants her to find her place in the force and how she ho- he hopes for the best for her as he's talking through it to his master and then he realizes oh shit i'm looking for my place in the force you know like they've they've come around on each other so hard that like they're making they're making each other reevaluate the way they look at things and i think that's so fucking cool there's there's this thing in uh leia princess of alderaan uh by claudia gray where uh She's she's having her first love sort of uh, romp, and she she starts thinking about how uh, she she's always had one perspective on life, and now all of a sudden she's got two, hers and his, and she cannot even fathom the fact that she ever had one perspective, you know. And I think that was such a an acute way to put put that to put love, and this story just emanated that energy with Kevmo and uh, and Marta like uh they were fucking adorable and it's just so crazy that such likable characters as Marta and Yana can eventually result in such a disaster and I mean a likable character as far as what he brings to the story but a goddamn evil doer in Markion Rowe uh I'm just so I'm so intrigued as to where they're going to bring phase 2 of the High Republic. The fact that this is a prequel and it just it recontextualizes what we see in in phase 1, you know, the fact that the path is building the gaze electric. The fact that the rows end up on the gaze electric. It's no coincidence, you know, like that was another thing that was like, "Oh, yeah. This is this is leading to the Nihil somehow, but I cannot wait to see how." And uh I'm I'm sad to think that Marta will just continue to see a demise down a certain road and uh maybe she's the first eye of the Nihil that'd be that'd be killer. Um I'm just left floored by how much I liked this book. It was it it was so fucking good. And when it came to Yana and Kor, I mean those gays electric. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those gays electric. <laughs> I'm funny. I'm funny guy. But uh Yeah, man. I uh I don't I don't know what else to say other than like I c- I could go into a few more like just little parts of the little parts of the book. I uh I loved the way Yana was so insistent to Marta at the end, like it's the mother. The mother killed Kor. She had she had them kill him. She had them kill them. Kor and uh, and trees. You have to like you don't have to believe me, but that's what I'm telling you. Uh, and the way Marta just wouldn't believe it, and she I don't I don't know that she ever believes it until she goes in and she finds the body of Zala on the floor. Um, and that's when she decides, you know, maybe. Maybe I got something to do because the leveler chooses them. Did Mark does how does Markion know that this goes back within his family and the leveler? How does the leveler end up being tied to this rod? What the fuck's going on here? That like that all these little threads that can be tied together eventually will make the High Republic, if not already the most exciting and best era in the Star Wars canon because I'm like I said I'm in love I'm in love with this era 
end. It truly was a path of deceit here. A little on the nose title. A little on the nose title for this for this one. It was uh, whenever the whenever the switch happened and Yana is in a rain of blaster fire. Trees has a knife in his fucking neck, and it's like, oh, this is a young adult novel. Um, that shit blows my mind every time. Every time I read a Star Wars young adult novel, I'm like, so what makes this young adult is the fact that the main characters are young adults. The content is basically the same as what would be in the uh, uh, quote-unquote adult versions of the novels. It's just that we follow kids. Um, or teenagers, I should say. But, uh, dude, I, I was I was just like, oh, fuck yeah, now we're getting into it. You know, and like, I've, I've always been about how I like just being with the characters. You know, it's like the action sequences are never... Necess- necessities for me I like just being with them and hanging out with them and seeing, uh, hearing their interactions reading their interactions and uh, taking in how the characters think and stuff I, just, I love that shit but when you can make the action sequences compelling and emotionally fervent like that shit the only action in this book was action that ended up tearing my heart out if you're gonna do action do it that way you know what I'm saying? Like, or or make it triumphant, make the make the heroes win. But it looks like they were they lost all hope. You know, uh, there are some books where just like the the action the action at the end of the books. I'm like, ah, well, this is just an all right last act. This book, you know, like I think the princess and the scoundrel fell victim to that, uh, where it was just like, ah, it's okay, it's an okay ending. But it was so good for the first half. You know, uh, this book just kept me. It kept me from beginning to end and uh, I mean I finished it in a day that doesn't happen a lot for me I don't do that with books a lot this is a is a milestone moment for me as far as as far as books are concerned but uh, I think I might throw a rating at this bad boy the way that we rate movies and shows on the uh, on the good old podcast a Rooney Dooney uh, out of 10 three separate categories for enjoyment, that's just how much it's resonate with me. Completely subjective. I don't even have to be like, "Oh, that was fun," you know. I can, if it made me cry, it's probably going to do pretty fucking good, you know. So, enjoyment's one of the ratings. Uh, genre is one of the ratings, and this is that young adult fantasy Star Wars shit, and uh, it's going to do pretty well there. It's going to do pretty well there, bud. Uh, if I had to say so myself, and then uh, the critical rating, and that's just how well this book was written. How much the uh, how much the character work worked for me the the arcs that I see over the course of this book, uh, and I gotta say it's gonna do pretty well there. Uh, as far as enjoyment is concerned, I gotta go ten. I gotta go ten out of ten. I've uh, I fucking love this book. It's it was everything I wanted for the return to the High Republic. You know, I, I was, I had high hopes and they were, they were met, they were surpassed. You know, they, this shit had me on my ass. Um, what a fucking book. As far as genre is concerned, this, uh, young adult science fantasy, uh, Star Wars shit, specifically High Republic shit. I think, again, I would have to go 10 out of 10. I think this was damn, damn good. Uh, 
it's exactly what I want from a Star Wars book. You know, it, it when it came to the when it comes to the books that are about movie characters, you know, like like with Leia, Princess of Alderaan, or Princess and the Scoundrel and stuff. What I want from those books, Rebel Rising and Catalyst, is I want them to recontextualize the movies that come after them or come before them or or anything like that. I want them to make me think about the journeys of these characters in a new way. This did that for a whole era of books. This book alone recontextualized like six books I've read. And none of the characters from those books are in this book. You know how nuts that is? That's exactly what I want from Star Wars shit. That's exactly what I want. I I have no interest in anything more. I have no interest in anything less. Uh, God, it was fucking brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. Uh... Now, uh, where that leaves us is the critical rating, and the critical rating is interesting because I don't I don't usually do this for books. I don't uh, I usually just know if a book is well written or if it is not, and uh, this book was considerably well written. Um, I think uh, I think I end I'll I'll go pretty high up on the rating here. The way they could set the scene so effectively, uh, Dalna was. It sounded fucking beautiful, you know, the pink. Like, the way they just set the scene for me. I could see every room, I could see the surface of the planet, I could see the marketplace. It was just so well done. I could see the characters, you know. I I, I haven't looked at the the High Republic promotional material. I've seen, like, the, the pictures, but I don't know who's who, you know. Uh, I've seen, like, the group shots and stuff, and I, I'm excited to go look at it because... I want to see how close my image of them in my head is to them and their concept art. Uh, but I had no trouble seeing these characters in my head. Uh, I could see the, the gray skin and the black eyes and the sharp teeth and nails of, of uh, uh, Yana and Marta. And I could, I could see the Pantoran features of, of Kevmo and the, the dark hair and the yellow tattoos on his face. They... They did so well at uh, at expressing at expressing those things. It was uh, it was so effective. But uh, and the journeys these characters see over the course of the book is kind of brilliant. You know, it's kind of heartbreaking because Kevmo comes to some really really uh, important conclusions about his future within the Force. You know, uh, what he wants to do, what he's gonna do. Uh, and how he's going to be, and what his what his outlook is going to be. I mean, Zala, she's kind of set in her way. She's a Jedi Master, you know. That's kind of it's going to be it's going to be how it's going to be. But it's heartbreaking to see her go the way she does. Uh, the most compelling stories in this book are Marta and Yana. Those are uh, those are the top two characters from this book, and they they nailed that. They nailed that shit. They knocked that out of the park. So I'm going to go ahead and throw. You know what? I don't know what a perfect book is, so I'm going to throw a 9 out of 10 there. Comes to a 9... 97% on the old tomato meter for books. If you're coming to me. 97%. That's what I'm... That's how I'm feeling about The Path of Deceit. 9.7 out of 10. That's a goddamn banger of a book. And it's, uh... God, I love Star Wars books. I love Star Wars books so much. Uh, 
But yeah, so Path of Deceit, you gotta pick it up if you haven't read it. If you have read it, I'm so glad you stuck out this podcast with me. It was such a joy to read. It was such a joy to review for you. Uh, and The High Republic Phase 2 will continue, and I'll continue covering it here on Patreon.com slash Bloom. So please, please bear with me as I wait again for The High Republic. I'm so, so excited for what's to come. Uh, follow at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Thank you so much, patrons, for being here. It is such a joy to have such a small audience that I can talk directly to. Uh, and the support I feel from you monetarily and uh, emotionally is 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 palpable. It, it's, it's so greatly appreciated. So thank you so much for being here. And... Uh, yeah, much love, much love to all of you. Uh, thank you. Bye. There you have it. That's your Patreon preview. I uh, gave, gave you a whole fucking episode for the Patreon preview. Uh, I do a lot of book reviewing over on the Patreon. That's a, that's the ideal thing I like getting going over there. Uh, because uh, not, not not a lot of people read the books, and uh, I love the books. I love being able to talk to the talk about them on my own. Uh, and if you're if you're looking for more more book reviews on the Star Wars side of things, that's where you're gonna find it. I've got I've got a Star Wars layout. Like I'm gonna go ahead and read you the list of Star Wars book reviews I've got for you, with only more to come. Uh, Star Wars Leia, Princess of Alderaan, was my most recent on September fifteenth. On September 6th, Star Wars The Princess and the Scoundrel review. Uh, let's see, we got more here. Uh, August 11th, Star Wars Into the Dark review. August 4th, Star Wars Padawan review. Uh, July 28th, Star Wars The Fallen Star review. July 21st, The Rising Storm review. July 14th, The Light of the Jedi review. July 7th, The Star Wars Shadow of the Sith review. It's it's a special time to be a to be a Star Wars fan if you're if you're into the books and uh, if you're into the books, please head over to Patreon.com/slash Bloom. It'll be a uh, it'll be a huge help, and uh, all that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. And uh, it's it's so greatly appreciated. Every time I get a, another patron, it just it makes my heart just just it makes my heart happy. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Bloom, where for three bucks a month you can support some of your favorite creators here uh, at the Penny Bloom podcast. It'll be a, it's a great joy. It's a great joy to do that content for you. And uh, it's only patreon.com slash Bloom for a little bit until the end of the year. At the beginning of next year, I'll be changing it to Star, uh, or not Star Wars. I'm so focused on Star Wars right now. Uh, patreon.com slash Penny Bloom pod. That will be come 2023 but right now patreon.com slash corobloom that's c-o-r-o-b-l-o-o-m patreon.com slash corobloom thank you so much for tuning in and uh much love peace love and bloom and always praise the high republic <laughs>